0: a heads up next time. Jesus. <laughs> Damn, that's funny.
1: We're recording. We are recording. Uh, Hang on. I'm looking that up. I'm almost positive that Jersey Mike's story was, was fake. But now, <laughs> now I'm checking Snopes. Okay, it was a hoax. All right. Oh, okay. Thumbs up, everybody. Ready? Thumbs up. (laughs) All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the oh, another episode of the podcast, but the home episodes. Uh, you know what? You never know where he's gonna be. Could be left today. He's below me. the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? God damn, boys. I'm not gonna
2: lie. Wild week. Uh, I'm hoping for smooth podcast and uh, maybe some laughs, possibly some tears. Let's get it done. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, right, they're getting everything set up. And look, it's Matt Connor, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. <laughs> some laughs and some tears. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like where the energy's at already. Could be a funny one, could be a weird one.
2: Dude, it's fear and loathing in Trump's America out here for me, man. I got to keep <laughs> it real. <laughs> All
1: right. So before we started the podcast, We were chit-chatting a minute, and we were talking about the Jersey Mike's thing that showed up last week. So, Cobb, you said you did not see it, correct? Yeah, I have no idea what it is. Okay. For everybody right now on the treadmill or wherever you're at listening to this, relax. I know it's a hoax, but the premise of it is funny. So, the whole thing was, you know, like companies put out like that statement, right? It's got like their logo, and it's like, you know, we feel bad about this or good about this. So, it was like like two sentences about all the social uh, stuff going on, social unrest. And then it said, effectively for the Black Lives Matter movement, they'd be changing their BLT sub to the, BLT, so Bacon, Lettuce, M. So BLM for Black Lives Matter. Like instead of tomato, it will just be Mado now. (laughs) So BLM sub. (laughs) So like, even I was like, literally, I was in the studio and I saw it. At this point, I didn't know it was like a hoax. And I was like, "Throw get her. I was like, "You gotta look at this." It goes, what, and I go, like, I love Jersey Mike's. So I think this is a little much." <laughs> 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 I think it was the general. so I was so happy to realize, like the guy that did it, it's like it's satire. I was trying to make a joke. But I was just like, "Yeah, man, we don't have to na- change the name of a bacon, lettuce, tomato."
2: <laughs> How far is too far? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of. Um... Uh, racial tensions this week. A lot of wild stories from around different parts of the U.S. That's nice that they could, like, you know, bring kind of a funny spin on it. People are upset.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too, is, like, you read something like that, and then before you realize it's fake, it's like, oh, now we're against Jersey Mike's. And in my head, I'm like, I just had a Jersey Mike's, like, a week ago. I had the classic Italian. It was delicious. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you, Ted Smith? (laughs) Right? uh so right there's a lot of stuff going on but so that story ended up being fake so what my idea was i was this is going to take you a second but what are some internet hoax you always kind of liked and like wish were true
2: oh man
0: was that girl was that video of that reporter in the white pants uh having diarrhea on air was that real
1: oh good call I don't do know. you remember that one i don't i was thinking about remember there was a story that like there was a fight in some weird southeastern asian country that involved like 30 little people and like a lion like i mean this was back in the day like early 2000s and i was like this is wild man like what are they doing? they're having like a tiger fight little
2: people <laughs> yeah i vaguely remember that dude the one i wish that was true God, I, I don't know if you guys are going to remember this video or not. It was definitely viral. It was before the um, Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wife video, which I'm pretty sure we all loved. It was the leprechaun in Mobile, Alabama. And people were – so the original video was basically somebody claimed that they saw a leprechaun in a tree in Mobile, Alabama. The news trucks showed up to cover it, and people came out of the woodwork. There was, like, a guy – in like a full leprechaun outfit who's like look man i just want to know where the gold at and there was a guy out there like saying that he was the leprechaun's agent and he was representing him for like an appearance like dude it got crazy fast i think you can just youtube leprechaun in mobile alabama but there's like 50 versions of it now and uh that was my favorite and damn it i wish that leprechaun had been real
0: i'd also like to uh (laughs) Give uh, Dumb Starbucks was one of my favorites. And then it showed up on Nathan For You, uh, which is a, just one of my favorite shows of all time. I've rewatched it during quarantine. But I love when people are like, yeah, it's an art installation. We think it might be Banksy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> know, that one was hilarious. Well, Nathan For You, that whole seat. So Nathan For You is a show on Comedy Central, right? Who is it? Nathan Fielder? Yeah. Yep. So, like, some of the stuff, like the dumb Starbucks and then that story about, like, what was it, like a piglet saved, like some small animal saved <laughs> oh, yeah. like He set these all up, but, like, you'd see him on the internet or whatever, and you wouldn't – the TV series wouldn't come out for, like, another year.
2: Yeah. That, he had one, uh, yeah, where you, like, could get a free TV, but you had to crawl through, like, a room of crocodiles. It was hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if you ever look up uh, Bacon Kevin Bacon – Oh, yeah. Like, I'm in the picture in, like, a fur jacket and the brick shirt. And it's just funny. is when it first came out, like, people were like, look at these Seattle hipsters. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's the joke.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And for people who don't know the brick shirt, it's one of my personal favorite things about the podcast. But Ted has a shirt that's literally a brick wall. (laughs) And I don't know why, but people love it when he wears it out. So, yeah, the brick shirt is just Dude, one of the best pieces of clothing you
1: own, man. Still one of the most expensive t-shirts I've ever bought in my life. Really? For just some wall of bricks? Yeah, man. I was, uh, I've been drinking it. I mean, this is how long ago I bought that brick shirt. Like, uh, Hula Hula. Like, before it was Hula Hula, it was Clever Duns, right? Yep. So I had been drinking during the day at Clever Dunns, And then me and my buddy uh, went to a, like little boutique store to get some cool like he was like, I want to buy a t-shirt or whatever. And that's and I remember he even he even looked at me and was like, I don't think you want to buy the brick shirt. I was like, I'm buying the brick shirt. (laughs) Like I'll take F you, I'll take two. (laughs) It was like a $60 t-shirt,
2: man. Jesus. Dude, with with all this um what is it called? All the stimulus spending, man, and and the inflation that's gonna hit, that's the world we're gonna be living in.
1: Plain white tea is about to be 60 bucks. They- oh, <laughs> it is funny. If you have friends that wear plain white tees, like my buddy Baird is like the king of them. They're like he—they are crisp. And it's not just a random white tee. You know what I mean? It's not like Haynes. He didn't just throw that on.
2: Yeah, his white tee game is tight. Actually, it's pretty impressive because it's—it's you know he's lasted like. A half decade, at least, that I've known him with crisp white tees basically every day.
1: Yeah, I think part of that is just his job, right? Because he works on construction sites. So I feel like when he's not working, it's like, you got to be clean. Yeah. The game's you know tight, though. You know, speaking of that, did you know what popping tags was when you first heard that term? Yeah. I didn't for years. I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. You're just literally popping the tag.
2: Yeah, buying new stuff, man, or stealing it, whatever. But either way,
1: new, not used. is kind of the point. Uh, all the talk last week about hot dogs. I did not have a hot dog. Dude, me neither. I had a
2: burger. I was ashamed of it. I'm glad you said that. I had all we had
1: were sausages.
0: Gourmet. <laughs> High-end gourmet sausages and burgers.
1: So we did a whole podcast basically revolving around the hot dog in July 4th, and none of us ate an actual hot dog.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what are you gonna do, man? We did get a couple emails about the hot dogs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my cousin. I told you. I told Kyle this, man. You even heard this? My cousin texted me, and he was like, "You're so right about those cheap hot dogs, (laughs) (laughs) the ass ones." He's like, "They're terrible." And then my brother was like, "Hey, what are these bad hot dogs you're talking about?" And I like walked him through it. I go, "Listen, man, you live in Northern Virginia in a nice neighborhood. You probably they probably don't even sell them over there."
2: (laughs) Yeah, dude, if, if people have front and back yards, they're probably not selling bar
1: <laughs> Uh All right, so speaking of, well, 4th of July and stuff, have you seen what baseball's doing in their efforts to come back? No, tell me about it. All right, so it's a 60-game uh, season, but there's just weird things. Like, number one, you can't throw the ball around after a strikeout. <laughs> How are they going to enforce that? What? Yeah, it's like like if you throw it around and the first baseman has to get rid of it. And it's just like – it's such an instinct after a strikeout for the catcher to just chuck that thing over. (laughs) Why would they not just
2: test everyone and keep them in quarantine?
1: (laughs) I I don't know. I guess the theory is that there's too many people touching the ball at that point. But I'm with you. If you're on the field, like you've already – some sort of hurdle has to be – I mean,
2: I think you just – you need a bubble, man. Like, you can't yeah. just – like, is there expectation to not touch each other at all? What if someone's, like, you know, forgot to tag up or so, steal on a base?
1: Right. That's the thing. It's all these weird things. Like, you're not supposed to, like, high five or whatever. Not only that, you have to leave the game 90 minutes after it ends, right? But usually after a game, they have, like, a catered spread and everything. That's gone. You can't shower at the stadium. That's gone. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing catering anymore? I, I know. I was talking to somebody today, and as it came out of my mouth, I was like, that sounds really ridiculous, but it's the truth. You're a pro athlete. You expect catering after the game. You just play the game. You got to eat. Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
2: Dude, so yeah. what? Like, Oh, my god? Dude, yeah, Mike Trout's just supposed to pull up to a Wendy's like the rest of us after a game now. <laughs> I, don't, I won't have it, Ted. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't know it's wild. You're not, uh, pitchers aren't allowed to lick their lips or lick their, uh, fingers to their lips. I didn't have to do that. And then, and then touch the ball, you mean? Right. So they just get to have a wet rag. Like, I,
2: to, so weird, Ted, I care zero about baseball and I'm flabbergasted. I can only imagine. What were you thinking as you were reading through these things?
1: I mean, it's just so confusing the way America or USA is doing this stuff, right? Because <laughs> like, there's no bubble, but we haven't like there's no like so MLS and NBA are going to try the bubble thing. But like Korean baseball started back up because all the cases went down like our cases didn't really go down. We were just like, well, it's summer, we need baseball. So like, (laughs) and they're still traveling around. I mean, look, honestly, I don't know how they're going to do it. Like, I don't see how you're not going to have a bunch of positive tests. And then the other thing too is like, let's say, all right, you do all right, but then you get to the fall and it's the world series. And you know, let's say the angels are in the world series, probably not going to happen. And Mike Trout tests positive. So is he just out for the series? Yeah,
2: seriously. And, like, what if a player dies? And here's the thing. You know, you want to bring this whole crisis closer to home, Ted, I'll, I'll hit it where it affects you and your sports fandom. They had 160 cases in the fraternities at University of Washington. You know what that means? No frat party for us this year. How does that make you feel? No, tail, no pre-tailgate, no football game, no frat party for the boys. That's real. That's raw. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: man. Like, like I've kind of just accepted that, you know, things are strange and sports probably the ones I like are probably not coming back for a while, but for some reason, college football hurts. You know what oh, I mean? Like,
2: God,
1: yeah. Listen, like, missing, missing that Notre Dame Navy game. Number one, going to Dublin was going to be awesome, but that one hurts. But also like, like, our buddy, the mayor and I, like, I was dead serious. Like we're going to go to Eugene, right? I've never seen a game in Eugene and it was going to be Ohio state in like plain Oregon in Eugene. So like right now the game's still on, but I don't know if they're going to have people there or not.
2: Dude. Yeah, (laughs) honestly wild. That's I, you know, I was in a conversation with somebody about, um, about, uh, just like sports in general and ticket refunds from uh, Ticketmaster and whatnot. They were like, yeah, but, you know, and this was a girl who doesn't watch sports. She was like, but, you know, like, people, it's not like they plan these things way in advance. I'm like, dude, my buddy's been waiting to go to Dublin for a game for like a year and a half. Yes, people plan these in advance. People have tailgates planned out through like 2025 at this point. We look at the schedules. Like, I'm not even a sports fan, and I know that. So that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, I don't know. It just, it affects people on like, Multiple psychological levels, you know. It's our short-term plans, but also like our long-term north stars that we look forward to.
1: Yeah, I mean, like there's a lot of people like me that like college football, like especially if you're an SEC, like a super fan, like that's their whole fault traveling a while traveling around watching football games.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know what we can do. That's the thing. Is like. It feels like I don't know if this is true for you guys or not, but for me, it feels like right now there's so much uncertainty and things to be frustrated about, whether it's minor inconveniences related to Corona or um, larger systemic uh, changes that are you know, either political or race driven that are frustrating to watch and not be able to you know, help or change. And it's like feels like everywhere you turn right now, there's like a little bit of frustration.
1: It's a, it's a weird time. Yeah, I think I touched on this last week, too. I also think that's part of just where we're at right now in this virus. Like, you, you, know, you had the first month of kind of shock. You had the second month of, like, we're all in this together. Like, we're definitely in the part now where everybody's agitated. And, like, we've gone from, like, we're in this together to, like, you don't have to bleep me. But, like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like, like, easy. Is that your new strat, Ted? Wow. No. <laughs> i mean but it's just the truth man people are you know everybody's agitated everybody's annoyed and yeah i will say saturday last week july 4th like i said i went to a small get together outdoors it was like seven or eight people i knew everybody there and it was i mean it's probably the most fun i've had in four and a half five hours in a long time
2: oh jesus dude yes the fourth was incredible i like uh I did the thing with the the family over on the east side. But then afterwards, we went up on uh, my friend's roof of their apartment. And just the city was alive, man, for the first time in a long time. You could, like, feel that Seattle energy and, like, that vibe. And people were out lighting fireworks. It's just, like, it felt light, man. Like, people were out having a good time. And, like, it was a great change of pace.
1: Yeah, exactly. For, like, a day, like, all that stuff kind of didn't matter. And, like, I guess, like, I was at a party. We were outside. Like, everybody was spaced out oh, I do have a good story from that party. Hey, so one of the people there, like I'm driving over with this couple I know and they go, hey, blah, 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 is going to be there. And I was like, cool. And they were like, she, she brought her new boyfriend. So I was like, is he cool? And they're like, you know, honestly, we just don't really know him yet. I'm like, all right. So we walk in, say the hellos. And like, I, I'm friends with her, not as tight as probably everybody else in the crew. But the new boyfriend, I'm like, oh, hey man, what's up? It's also weird that she can't shake hands or I don't know, there's no interaction. So then after about 90 minutes, say a solid, you know, three to four beers and a shot, I come back outside from uh, using the bathroom in this part of the yard. It's just kind of the three of us sitting there. And I look at the guy, and go, like, hey, man, like, this is not weird. Like, have we hung out before? Like, do I know you? Kind of Like, longer hair, tattoos, looks like you could be in a local band. <clears throat> and then he's like, yeah, man, I dated this girl for like eight years and used to date her sister. I was like, Oh, (laughs) yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, in West Seattle? He's like, Yeah. I go, You had the guitar shop. And he's like, Yeah, when you were walking her dog, you used to stand by our shop and get stoned. (laughs) Great, one day you finally like said, you can come in and hang out. (laughs) Dude, that's that's
2: hella funny. Dang, blast from the past.
1: Yeah, and it was kind of funny just BSing with him and stuff because I was, you know, I, mean, I was like, no, I got, like, I got no beef with that girl. Like, everything's cool or <laughs> whatever. And then later, like, I, again, it was just kind of us in the corner of the yard. I go, I do have one question. He's like, What's up? Because I know she has a kid and stuff. I go, uh, Is Dickie, how's Dickie doing? Is he still alive? He's like, all oh, the little dog. And I was like, Yeah, man. Is he doing all right? He's like, Yeah, man. He's still alive. <laughs> wow.
2: Is he still dating the sister?
1: No, no, no. Because he's dating this girl. So that's why he was like, oh, he dude. Sees my ex Because they live around there or whatever. But I don't know. I found it kind of funny. I you don't know if it makes me good or a bad person. Like, he makes <laughs> those kids stuff. like yeah, yeah. I hear that. How's the dog? Yeah, what's up <laughs> with that dog,
2: though? <laughs> uh, dude, that was a cute dog. I'll say that in all fairness. I mean, living in Seattle, though, is ba- or living in West Seattle now is basically a death sentence on your social life. I mean, they're like a 50-minute commute. For people who don't live in the area, the only bridge to that part of town is closed, and now they have to take like a 40-minute drive to get into town.
1: Yeah, it's freaking wild.
2: Oh, the property values are just collapsing over there.
1: Uh, Yeah, but the fourth was fun. Also, I've got to make you guys the broccoli salad I made. Matt, you'll appreciate this. At one point, my buddy's girlfriend goes, is this just like bacon and cheese and craisins like hiding under the cover of broccoli? And I was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we, we give broccoli the
0: marquee name. Like, yeah. It's not the main ingredient. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, when, speaking of broccoli, so my brother's in town for the fourth and like had some people over and uh, somebody brought a veggie tray And just, like, set it on the counter right in front of my dad. And my dad just goes, oh, perfect. Finger food.
1: (laughs) I think the veggie tray is the standard now. Cobb, you got me into that. Dude, I'm all about the VIP vegetable platter, baby. Yeah, I've been eating the little tiny ones, too. What do you mean? Like, they have, like, just a personal one that, like – Like they're easy to take to work or like sometimes on a Saturday, I'll be sitting here like doing a zoom call or something. Maybe I have some cheese and salami. It's like, well, I also have veggies.
2: Dude, it is weird. Like the easier something is like that to get involved, like the easier it is to make a healthy choice. Like the amount of veggies I eat that have been cut by someone else or a machine is way higher than ones cut on my own. That's kind of wild that that's the world we live in. Like living in the city.
1: Yeah, like if I see somebody gnawing on a regular carrot, I'm like, whoa, because I'm just so used to the tiny carrots.
2: <laughs> Dude, weirdly, the tiny carrots, I didn't know this, but they, used, they were all the reject carrots and then they just started shaving them down and just keeping like that little soft, nice interior. So those are mostly the ones that were getting thrown away before. And now they're, you know, pretty popular.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm dead serious. I'm trying to think, even when I make like in the wintertime, if I if I make like a uh not a stew, but make like a roast or something, I oh like I'm trying to remember the last time I bought like actual carrots.
2: You're saying like, you I,
0: use mini carrots in the in the crock pot in the winter too?
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize how uh how attached I was to the mini carrot. Yeah, I feel like those are the only times I use the big ones. I do not even know you could do mini carrots. That sounds way easier. Yeah. And cooked carrots are awesome. Yeah. Special, special spot in my heart for the cooked (laughs) carrot, which is probably one of the whitest things you could say. (laughs) Get down on a cooked carrot, man. (laughs) Especially those little fancy ones you get in the restaurant. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like those things. Uh. (laughs) Oh, All right, so yeah, no, uh, I had a burger, there was no, uh, no hot dogs eaten, uh, calling hot dogs off for the next month, not getting back into them till August, we'll see if we can h- hunt one down. Wow, why the, uh, why the band? I just, I was so about it, and then, yeah, I don't know, I just don't have a lot going on in July, besides working and playing this in-between game of going out or not going out, so I'm just... I don't know. I just don't see an opportunity to be like, you know what? Let's get down on some hot dogs. Where I feel like in August or something, I'll be at a bar, a cookout. and Somebody will be like, you know what, man, we got hot dogs.
2: Yeah. Get that dog going, dude. I think that's how a lot of people are looking at their July. I know I am like, cause I, I think at least in Seattle, you have a certain number of just like consistent summer events and I'm sure in other cities too, but Seattle it's wet all year. So we cram all of our stuff in July and August. And so you kind of have like your standard, events you're looking forward to, you know, things like Seafair, and it's weird having all your events wiped off the calendar. Like, that's a bizarre feeling to me. And it's starting to hit, and it definitely, um, it definitely makes the pandemic hit a little closer to home.
1: Yeah, I think also, too, in Seattle, which I know people are upset here, so it hasn't really broken out and gotten super warm yet, but the rest of the country's in a heat wave. So I think here, too, like, it'll be worse once it finally gets, like, warmer. Because I'm going to be like, oh, man, like, we should be at a river or a lake or yeah. Well,
2: you know, there's some good vaccines on the horizon. So we'll see how it goes. But I feel like, I mean, it can't last forever. Actually, I suppose it can. It likely will not. So I don't know. I feel like th- it's always darkest before dawn, man. I feel like we're trending upwards. It's summer.
1: I don't know. No, I'm with you, man. I think we are, too. And and listen, at the end of the day, like, we'll get through it. And I had a friend of mine that was like, well, that's not enough for me. I need more reassurance. I said, well, I can't give you any more than that. (laughs) (laughs) All I can tell you is like, keep grinding. We'll get through it. And trust me, I've had some very frustrating days in this whole thing. But I don't you know, you got to you got to some point and, you know, I don't know if it's just getting back to regular stuff a little bit. Like you can go, if you're a fisherman, like, I don't know, go fishing by yourself, you know, or even though it sucks wearing a mask in the gym, if you can go to a gym, go to a gym, just try to feel normal. Like, look, I can tell you firsthand, your, your workout's not going to be as clean as it was a few months ago, but it'll make you feel more human and normal.
2: Yeah. I totally agree with that. I, yeah. I think, um, well, I think
1: you said it well. Yeah. All right. well, before people get back to cooking sourdough, do we have some emails to read?
2: <laughs> yeah, we got a whole gang of them. I didn't get a chance to go through them ahead of time, so I'm just going to read off the cuff. Uh, hey. Greetings to the greatest homecast in all the land. All, all the land. land. In relation to the cop topic, uh, so we asked um, – actually, it was kind of a fun one. We asked, like, what cool apps people have on their phones that maybe we don't know about because uh, I was looking to add some, uh, some stuff to the home screen. Um, have you guys heard about – oh. Uh, In relation to the cop topic, I was thinking about an app that you all may need. Have you guys heard about an app called What Three Words? Uh, Say you're out on a walk on a trail and roll your ankle and need some assistance. You call the emergency services and they ask for your location. Uh, You use the app and it gives you a unique three-word combination for your three meters by three meters square. It's used all over the world. So, for example, my house is another.cones.carriage. Sensory link field is sits faced device so it's kind of like a coordinate system uh hope you guys had a good uh freedom day weekend i know i'm looking forward to it uh the bars in belfast have reopened and I have a three-day weekend to enjoy bars being open stay safe and stick to the theme of this year boys survive
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that ron yeah that was, well, if it's not ron's been giving us a lot of pub over there in uh, belfast <laughs>
2: uh speaking of belfast ted have you gone by the um so we talked about the Chaz and the chop on this podcast and um those were occupying an area that was once occupied by the seattle police department's east precinct have you been by the police station itself in the last uh three or four days i have not okay so um you know belfast obviously northern ireland um uh disputed territory, I suppose to be the, the most general way to say it. And a lot of the police stations up there because of the, uh, uh, religious conflict and general unrest in the past, um, we're sort of bunkered in. So a lot of them, you know, are set back, set back from the street and then they have concrete barricades with fences coming out of the top, many with, you know, barbed or razor wire across the top. Well, now, The East Precinct on Capitol Hill, Seattle, has a fence just like that that they put up around the precinct. So it's, you know, it's uh, bollards or, you know, big uh, concrete barriers. And then with that on top, a fence that comes up. So they actually have a fence, a gate that you need to enter to even be near the precinct to then enter the door to get inside. It's pretty wild looking. It really looks like some, uh, you know, uh, Nazi Germany type architecture.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, I mean that stuff in the 80s and I want to say 90s in Northern Ireland was crazy. If people don't know, right? Ireland is separate from England, but Northern Ireland's part of Britain. I should say, yes. Britain, not England. And then Northern Ireland traditionally would have been Protestant, like the Church of England, whereas Ireland, obviously, super Catholic. Yeah, it's funny too. That's where a lot of the uh, football or soccer rivalries come from, like in Liverpool. I want to say, like, you're either a Liverpool or an Everton fan. And I think, like, Liverpool's red, Everton's blue, and I think Everton was, like, the Catholic fans, and then Liverpool's all the Protestant fans. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of that stuff in Europe is literally, like, that's why the soccer rivalries are so massive.
2: And so heated. I love those soccer rivalries. That movie Green Street Hooligans, I loved. I feel like I could spend a year doing that. Yeah, West Ham.
1: Exactly. Well, and then uh, is the proximity. Like, Everton and Liverpool, like, I'm pretty sure their stadiums are, like, like, you can see one from the other one.
2: Oh, yeah, we're not talking, like, Seattle versus Portland. We're talking, like, neighborhood versus neighborhood, man. Yeah. Wow. Like, uh, when we had Zach Wani on here, he was saying in his full kit for his team, he used to have to walk, like, through the opposing neighborhood to get to practice, and people would just, like, harangue him all day
1: like if he lived in Tottenham but was in the Arsenal uh uh what do you call it Arsenal development in- league yeah <laughs> god man that's got to be wild
2: uh, hey hey guys the cop topic mentioned little known apps that you use often i know this one's on android but i'm pretty sure it's on apple as well peak.ar pronounced peaker i think uh are you ever on a walk or a drive and wonder what that mountain or weird landform is called dude Honestly, regularly. I open up this app, point it at the land form, and it tells you the name of it. It uses your camera and the GPS and your phone to tell you what it is. I'm sure there are others, but that one comes to mind first. Thanks for the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Chaz in Wyoming. What That's be- got to be our first Wyoming e- email. Peaker? Peaker. So it's uh, peak.ar. P-E-A-K dot A-R. All
1: right. I'm going to look at that one.
2: I'm guessing it's peak, as in peaking at something, and then AR is an augmented reality because you're you know it's putting an overlay over something. P E
1: A K, -K, right? Isn't it like the peak of a mountain?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, good call, Matt. You're right. P E A K.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's a good call. That might be the first email we've had from Wyoming. Wyoming's a crazy state, man. A lot of animals. I'm gonna go to
2: Yellowstone. Wyoming's got some very progressive politics as of late, uh, especially in the world of cryptocurrency. Very interesting to see what their government's doing to try to bring those companies uh, into the state. Pretty impressive.
1: Dude, I saw uh, like a show I was watching about, man, I can't remember if it was the hunting show I liked for a while or whatever, but the dude was in Wyoming with the governor. And the governor, like everybody liked him, he had done a good job of kind of regulating how much you could uh, mine stuff but also keeping the nature stuff open for hunters and everything. But my favorite part was they go, are you like, everybody likes you running for reelection. He's like, no, that's not the point of politics. You're supposed to like do your term. And then he's like, I'm going back to my job. Well, I was like, Oh, dang. So refreshing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. If only everyone
2: felt that way. I can see why he was popular. <laughs> All the land. I have two to suggest. They may not fall into the obscure unknown camp, but they are great apps. A password manager, I use LastPass, but there are very uh, many very good ones out there. They generate very secure randomized passwords for all your accounts and will autofill the login info for them. Instead of having to memorize dozens of passwords, you just need to remember one and it does the rest. If you want help generating a good master password, uh, read uh, this comic that he sent us the link to. I'll, I can send it to you boys. Uh, and listeners can Google XKCD password comic and click on the first result. Another app is Libby, an app that lets you check out eBooks and audiobooks from your local r- library and read and listen to them on your phone. Also works with popular e-readers. You just need to have an active membership with your library. Free information. Educate yourself. Peace. August. I like that one. That's good. Yeah. Libby's L-I-B-B-Y for people who are interested. That's actually pretty dope. Yeah, to to get more into ebooks.
1: books
2: Chalk that up under things I never thought I'd hear Ted say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm always like, yeah, I should read more books, but I just don't. So I'm like, yeah, I could listen to them. I had something to yeah. jump in there
0: with, but I just saw the look on Cobb's face. Like, he was about to have a gem, and you delivered <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got a Kindle a couple months ago, Ted, and I love it. Like I love regular books and everything, but it's just super convenient, lightweight, you can take it anywhere, and I feel like I read more from on that than actual books these days. So. Let, let me back that up. I don't mean ebooks.
1: I mean audio books.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay. <Yep. laughs> Those are cool too, I guess. I'm listening to Kevin Hart's.
1: Somebody somebody the other day was like, Yeah, I just watched a Kevin Hart special. Like he's really funny. I was like, Yeah, he's funny as fuck." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a while. I mean, I know now he's a massive movie star, but like Kevin Hart's super funny.
0: Yeah. Also it's, Hannibal it's, Burris it's has a new special out. I haven't watched it yet, but uh it's on YouTube for free. So if you like Hannibal Burris, he's hilarious. Um that's out, but I haven't watched it, so
1: nice. This
2: one's short and sweet. Gentlemen. When it comes to widely available hot dogs, there's Hebrew National, and there's everything else. Larpon, Carson the Lawyer.
1: Respect, yeah. Carson. I get that. A lot of people are Hebrew National or nothing. Which, and don't get me wrong, I love a Hebrew National. Delicious dog. I just feel like I go ballpark beef. On the fourth or year round? Year round.
0: Okay, because last week I feel like we were just talking about the fourth context.
1: Um. I mean, just any time of year. Like, honestly, like, I don't know. When I grew up, we either eat SKs, which is like a local or brand than like, the East Coast. And then, ball, but like, Ballpark Beef was like, all right, we're getting the good stuff. And then, like, right, Hebrew Nationals were good. And then we re- I don't know. I don't remember really buying Nathan's too much. Did Michael Jordan do an ad campaign with Ballpark in the 90s? He might have. I just, you know, they plump when you cook them. <laughs>
2: Dude, honestly, for me, the heavy hitter was always Costco, but I'm with you. Ballpark was a big move. Hebrew National, nice little seasoning to it. I like those two, but not one of my top dogs. Isn't that who Costco uses? I have no idea. I just know that they discontinued the Polish, and that really sent some shockwaves through my lifestyle.
1: Whoa. The Polish dog was so good, but man, those burps were terrible.
2: (laughs) Yes. Dude, yes. I made the mistake of eating one of those and working out one time. I ate one and didn't realize I had a soccer game. Never making that mistake again. Ruthless burps. Yeah. We won. Okay. What's up, boys? I'm just kidding. I don't remember. <laughs> For this week's cub topic, I really only use three off-brand apps. Hours Tracker, which keeps track of work hours. And the other two are uh, workout related. The first is XPT Life. Uh, where I get some breathwork exercises, quick 10-minute breathing sessions, box breathing and breath holds, etc. The second is where I get uh, my workout of the day. It's called Sugar uh, WOD, Wad as in O W O D or workout of the day. Uh, and within the app, there's a free program called Comp Train Home Gym. I use this almost every day. Uh, every day has a quick mindset piece to read and then the workout. It's a CrossFit-style workout that you can get done with usually one dumbbell. Or one kettlebell or even something like a heavy backpack. Keep on, keep it on. Thanks. Jeff,
1: your North Cascades Zamboni driver. Oh. Jeff, I don't know where you're at in the North Cascades, but when this is over, this pandemic, you gotta get us on that Zamboni.
0: Yeah, I wonder Mm. Yeah, keep us posted.
2: That's the photo, man. That sounds like the, awesome. the, bo- the boys on the Bony, just riding high <laughs> with dogs.
1: <Dude>. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. When I was a kid, man, like, when you go to, like, Caps games, Capitals games, like, they have, like, that seat on the back of the Zamboni, so there'd be, like, some kid, that got get their ride on that, like, god damn, that looks awesome.
2: Dude, that's the great thing about being a kid, man. You see something like that, and you're like, that's the peak of life right there, isn't it? Like, look <laughs> at, sitting on the back of a bony, man. <laughs> Matt, this, I don't you know, been, dude.
0: Have you been on the back of a Zamboni? I never have, no. I, I went don't. to... I, and I've gone to a ton of hockey games and seen it like that was just so relatable the way you guys brought that up like i I was in the stands watching that just like, oh man, that yeah, it looks like a dream come true, and Jeff can help us do that as grown ups and like I think there's something to be said for fulfilling childhood dreams regardless
1: of how old you are, yeah, exactly, and if that doesn't work, uh-huh. <laughs> You know, looking at you, T-Birds, <laughs> <laughs> or, or we'll go to Everett, you know? Like, I'm a tips guy now. Who knows? <laughs> Get me on a Zamboni. I'm a fan of your team. I can, I can handle those cowbells, I bet, a lot
0: easier if I'm on the back of a Zamboni.
1: Right. <laughs> Dude, we did a uh, – one of my – I used to do these Ted's Excellent Adventures for Miller Coors. And we did one at an indoor lacrosse game when the Washington Stealth used to play up at the Angels of the Wind Casino in Everett. So we have like a suite. that's not like kind of in between like the main level and like the higher bowl. So they put in two kegs in there, right? So it's like me and a bunch of listeners and like I did something at halftime, but after halftime, like I'm basically done working. So I'm like, everybody in there, I'm like, you guys are ready to start like, let's drink this beer. And they're like, what? I'm like, it, like, it's, it's ours. Like, let's just drink it. So, then we're in there. I mean, we are having a blast in there. And then finally somebody from the arena comes in and is like, hey, man, like, we're big fans and everything. But, like, the, the game's been over for an hour. Like, you guys have to leave the arena. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all
1: right.
2: <laughs> Uh, dude,
1: I 100% could see that happening too. <laughs> like, like, you know, no I, had home, all, I had everybody all riled up. I had to, like, you know, like looking at couples like, who's driving? Like she is. <laughs> like all right, we're chugging one. Let's go. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus, man! All right, good homie. Good homie emails there. Yeah. Uh, real quick, did you guys hear about the betting scandal in Vegas? No. Yeah. So I'm big in Korean baseball. It was a classic matchup last Saturday. Uh, NC Dinos, first place in the league, by the way, KBO. Get them. The Doosan Bears. Doosan Bears, traditionally a good club. A lot of people picked them to win the league. So anyhow, at some of the sports books, the people messed up the start times. So all the betters that were in there at like one in the morning, the game started. So then people just kept going over as the game was already going and making different bets. People won millions because they messed up on the kiosk what time the game started oh wow, wow. What so what the chance?
2: odds ended up way off or something how did they win millions
1: just basically like the game was already underway so i feel like you have a better chance of winning a bet if you know you know what i mean you could pay
2: oh could i see what you're saying yeah you just like so people were right, betting like up until halftime that this team was going to win and they're up by like three runs
1: right and then you could just bet like all right well i guess the dinos are going to be up after four or whatever the prop bets were <laughs> you'd already seen. oh
2: jesus
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about, like, the likelihood of figuring out the outcome
0: when you're three innings in or whatever being more likely than pregame. But, yeah, there's probably
1: ongoing prop bets, too, that, like, sure fire. There's no comeback on those. I just like the picture. It was like Vegas loses millions in weird betting scandal. And I saw the I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Korean baseball. (laughs)
2: God, that's amazing. Somebody's getting fired.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah all right uh well let's check in with what's happening.
0: all right well um yeah i drove back uh thursday into friday um that was a long drive and we took shifts driving but like it's really tough to sleep in a car that you don't even have the room to recline the seat all the way behind you
2: um, back to seattle from palm springs right
0: from palm springs indeed um yeah, I had a great time in Palm Springs. Uh got back in time for the fourth. Um like I was saying, that was pretty pretty cool. Like the weather's nice, but I mean after a month and a hundred degree heat and adapting to that, like 70 felt real cold this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I acclimate, acclimated to the desert real real swiftly and coming back's been a little brutal. Um But overall, pretty solid fourth. And then um, went golfing at Echo Falls the next day, which is an awesome course. I love it out there. Um, And, you know, they got that Island Green, which always gives me trouble on 18, but it's still fun to be shooting at an island. Um, And watched golf. Ted, are you watching golf yet? Dude, actually, I watched them on Sunday. Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, big man. Dude is a. He's insane. He is a beast. He's packed on like 40 pounds of muscle since this time last year and is just driving the ball like 360 plus yards. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, and what is it? His breakfast is something wild, right? Like, yeah, like large eggs, eggs and, eggs and, four, and bacon. Yeah, and he's drinking like 12 protein shakes a day. Yes. I mean,. Dude is a lot of fun. He is making golf real exciting. It's fun to follow. It's on in quarantine, although Bryson is taking this week off. Um, But, man, yeah, so he's been – I liked him because he developed this idea of having all your irons be the same length. So, like, if you take a five iron, it's significantly longer than a pitching wedge, which means from your five iron to your pitching wedge, you're going to have different sets of angles and variables and ultimately have like a different swing based on the length of the club. And Bryson I learned about cause he has, they're all the same length. It's every club in his bag. It's like swinging a seven iron. So you have a really repeatable swing, which I thought sounded interesting. Uh, and then he's just been going bananas this year since, uh, Like, on quarantine, he put – before the season, he put on 20 pounds of muscle. And then over quarantine, he put on another 20 pounds of muscle. And he just looks like a
1: linebacker out there. Yeah, I'm glad you – I get what you're saying, but lockdown. Quarantine means, like, you're quarantined. Oh, okay, lockdown. Yeah, gotcha. I'm I'm waiting for that email. Cop's just nice. It doesn't read that one to us. (laughs) Technically. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Got to protect the talent,
2: bro. Got to protect the talent. Well, I wonder <laughs> what first line knows about the
0: real opinions. Like, yeah. Um, if you like telling people, actually, you know what it actually is. Like, we're probably a good podcast to listen to if you want to get riled up. Because Yeah, for real. Way off base a lot. But so during lockdown, yeah, Bryson got huge. Since he came back, he's been driving the ball like over 350 really consistently, which is just insane. Um and he finished in the top ten the first three tournaments back and finally won this week. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people hate Bryson, but I love him. He's a lot of fun. So check out golf. It's just it's an exciting thing to have in your life in these crazy times, whether you're playing it or watching it.
1: Shout out to golf. Yeah, I have found myself on Sundays watching more golf and NASCAR than I ever have in my life. NASCAR. Okay, Bubba Wallace fan? Yeah, I mean, I like Bubba. I like what he's about. Uh, I don't really have, like, a personal favorite. It's just kind of like, all right, it's on. And then the one thing I have found that I like about NASCAR is that, like, like when it gets down to it, like, teammates once in a while, it's like, well, is he going to push them or is he going to bump them out of the way? It's like, well, they are teammates. And then, like, last week I woke up at a weird time, kind of hung over and started watching Formula One. And that's even crazier because there's like four teams where the drivers are all going to different teams next year. So it's like, why would he help out his teammate now? Like, he doesn't care. Oh, really? Yeah. And like, even the announcers were like, why didn't they wait till the end of the year? Why would you tell the driver in the beginning of the year, like, we don't want you next year? Like I'm sure that guy's going to try real hard for you. (laughs) Yeah,
2: seriously. Drama,
1: man. Yeah, he won't mess up your car.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so NASCAR, I don't, know, I,
1: don't, I don't have, like, a favorite driver yet. I'm just kind of kind of watching it. It's live. It's something to watch. Yeah. I but like I also, Formula One. I haven't watched NASCAR. I think it harkens back to what Cobb was talking about a couple weeks ago, too. It's just those habits or, like, stores that you're used to going to and shopping in all the time. So, after a while, like, when the, you know, like, if we go another year and there's not, like, re- like, a ton of sports. Like, all right, I guess I'm a NASCAR golf Korean baseball guy.
0: (laughs) Turn left, baby. NCO boys gonna have to work to get you back, Ted.
2: (laughs) You know what? Maybe that's the way it should be. Ted's been a loyal fan for years of many different leagues. I think maybe maybe it's time that they compete for him. You know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. No more traveling around the country for college football. I'm in I'm in Austria watching Formula One.
2: Sipping, yeah, exactly. Sipping cognac in, like, uh, in Mazatlan or Monaco, you know? Like, uh, this is the new Ted Smith.
1: I would love to go to Monaco.
2: Dude, me too. It's on the bucket list. Maybe you should join me. In fact, you might be the perfect person to bring.
1: <laughs> so, all right, real quick, before we get to the cop topic. The other funny thing about the Formula One is this weekend was the first, like, practice and race they had. So, like, it's very, you know, it's, it was literally in Austria. So it's very European, like there's nobody there. And then the guy that's usually in the pits, he's the only guy in the stands. And he had like an old school, like pirate, like like one eye. Uh, looking like, glass? Yes, he kept calling it like, he's like, oh, I could see perfectly with my looking glass. <laughs> Every time <laughs> they went to him, man, it was funny as hell. And they were like, are you doing okay? And he's like, I'm just so happy. We're watching these cars actually do something. <laughs> well i forget too like dudes that like announce games like they love those sports yeah like besides the fact their jobs haven't been there like they just been bored
2: oh yeah And you know i think my hope is one of the things that i hope comes out of this whole thing is that people have a newfound appreciation for the little things in their life including you know their jobs or their chosen vocation just like Maybe you don't love everything about your job, but there's little parts of it that you get joy from. And it'll be nice if when things if and when things return to normal that people are like, man, I actually kind of missed this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, be nice. All right. I guess it's about that time. Boo, boo,
2: boo, boo, boo,
1: boo, Cob topic.
2: All right. So we were talking about Bryson and we were talking about um just, you know, in general, like uh, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how Ted is pretty like into fitness now, you know, and has lost some weight. And a couple other people have mentioned, as they wrote in, changes they've made in their life. So, life, so <clears throat> I think within the the pandemic world, or like being sort of cooped up in our houses, um, it's easy to it's easy to throw in the towel and kind of lay around and watch a lot of YouTube and eat junk food and whatever. I know that's what I've been doing, um, but it also is like a good time to kind of make some of that undercover progress, especially as we're heading into summer. So anyway, um, I think sometimes it's helpful to reflect back on what we've done. So the cop topic this week is a little bit of an introspective one and it is, how is current you different from you five years ago or five years ago? You feel free to email us literally the word email at the podcast.com. That's two E's. Um, Yeah. Email at thepodcast.com. How is current you different to five years ago you? And it can be better or it can be worse, but just let us know. What do you boys got?
1: Yeah. I mean, for mine, it's just easier, right? Like I don't even know if five years ago I had a membership to a gym, much less, you know, in the past few years, a nutrition coach and a personal trainer and playing outdoor soccer and you know, just, just overall being more active and little decisions here and there. It's still me. I still like the same jokes. I still like having some beers and this and that. But, you know, I, I think that would be the big difference. And then I like to think I've gotten better about controlling my emotions at certain times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
1: Man, five years ago. How old am I now? Thirty. 30- so I'd have been 28. I mean, by the way, Mike Jones, the rapper, has a great song. Five years from now, I used to love that song.
2: I'm gonna throw it in. I'll let's do it after.
0: Five years from now, I feel a little more excited about than where I. I mean, I, five years ago, I just really. I feel like it was the beginning of the peak uh, of fulfilling kind of my life stream to work at KISW and like obviously no hard feelings there and I'm still super grateful to be able to rap with you guys and host it on their website and be friends with everybody over there. Um but you know I was just making all my friends in the music scene and uh just kind of coming in my own. And you know, a lot's changed since then in a lot of aspects of life. But i feel like i have a ton of uh i've definitely like had to tap into more resilience since in those five years uh which i think is a valuable trait um and i have a lot of perspective and a lot to be grateful for so i feel like i'm rolling with the punches pretty well but definitely just a lot of like hard-earned lessons and humility uh over five years and you know i think it's a it's a good uh foundation to be starting you know post radio life from i guess i'm a year into it now which is kind of wild to think about but you know i just feel like this fitness and nutrition stuff like i'm really settling into full-time and like excited for where i'm headed
1: so yeah it's been a big five years yeah, it's wild too. Because when you're younger, five years, and five years is a long time. But just the older you get, like they go by quick. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I know it sounds like something to say, especially for somebody like me, about to be forty. But it's just the truth, right? Like, I don't know. A lot of a lot of stuff happens in five years. Yeah,
2: that's what I was gonna say. Is ain't that the truth, man? It it does move faster. That's one of those things that's cliched because it's said so much. But you know, it just. Uh, happen to have the quality of Being absolutely true and everyone at some point Experiences that you know So I think some things become cliched because They are such an essential part of the human Experience
1: um, Yeah cliched like stereotypes Right like if you meet me like it's not Shocking I like beer sausages And salt pretzels
2: Yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's like ten things I could add on there, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> yeah, for me, you know, I would say over the last five years, uh, the main things have probably been mostly character-driven, um, which is good. I mean, like on the surface, I guess I'm like in worse shape now physically and less flexible and stuff like that. But on the the deeper level, I would say that one, I have um, a lot more grit. Um, two, I would say a lot more uh, belief in myself. Three, a lot less fear, um, both about the future and about what people think of me and how I'm perceived. Um, and then I would also say probably the biggest change for me is um an increase in empathy. You know, just having been through like some harder stuff in my life over the last five years. I think it gives you a little bit more of a grounding uh in in reality or in that world where it's easier to relate to people who have been through pain. Where before I think You know, things I would say to them, I look back and I just cringe at how tone deft and unrelatable some of those things probably were to say. Where now I feel like, you know, you can hear in someone's voice when they've been through something uh, similar to what you're feeling. And so, anyway, I would say that that's probably the biggest one for me is increase in empathy and that allowing for an increase in uh, connections with people. I really enjoy that. And it's a deeper level of connections with people than I had been privy to before. So I'd say that's probably the one I treasure the most.
1: It's kind of wild now too, with everything going on. Like, if anybody out there can predict the next five years, like have at it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Jesus. I know.
1: I don't know, man. It feels like we're on a. Uh, I can't tell if we're at the peak of this roller coaster or we're still clicking up. God, I know
2: Does it doesn't week <laughs> to week. It feels like it's clicking up, man. Week to week. It's wild. It is getting wild. And I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's going to clear up necessarily until or after a vaccine or an election. You know, we'll see.
1: I would also, I would leave people with this too. Like we're talking about the fourth and this and that. Like whatever you can do safely, you know, with social distancing and this and that, like go do it. And like go take the little wins where you can get them, you know. And that still might be just a conversation with somebody you don't talk to often or or, you know, like uh, you know, like I keep saying, one great thing I've taken out of this pandemic, it's been kind of nice. Like I Zoom with my mom at least once a week and actually can see her face or Zoom with some cousins that I don't see that often. So, you know, we're a grind right now. But, you know, just keep taking the little victories where you can. And trust me, as I say that on this podcast, I'm saying it to myself as well. Yeah, same. good call,
2: man. All
1: right. There you go. There's uh, the home episode. You know what? For MCTP, the Kyle from the Ted Smith this is the podcast. Cheers.